0: You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You're listening to Episode 23, Level Up Your Science Center. If the Science Center is one of those centers that you are struggling to find activities and materials that children can use both independently, all while keeping them engaged, I totally hear you. For more years than I would like to admit, my Science Center was pretty blah. There weren't many materials to put in the center, and I found that children would hop in, touch some things, move some things around, and hop back out. They certainly weren't engaged in the science center unless it was magnets. Magnets always was able to keep their attention. I had designed my science centers to focus on topics in science like sink and float or motion, rocks or plants, but I had also designed them to be very open-ended. I usually gathered some materials, placed them on the shelf. And then I would put related books in the center if I had any, and I'd place some posters about the topic on the wall. And depending on the science topic, the popularity of the center varied, but more often than not, the children just were not engaged. I knew that I needed a change when several years ago, I got a new teaching partner and she came in and lovingly said, oh boy, those science centers are sad. And it's not something I didn't know. It truly was something I knew. I just hadn't gotten around to fixing them. And so together we kind of molded over, talked it through, and we came to a conclusion that it just might be too open ended. And I know if you're thinking, is there such a thing? Um, uh, but please hear me out. My sad little science center did not have any direction. Students were just kind of coming to the center, seeing what was new in there. They might explore a couple things. but They never really got engaged. And then very quickly, they'd just be on their way out to find something that really, you know, just filled them up and excited them because this wasn't it. They didn't know what to do with the materials I had given them. And as much as I wanted them to explore the items and experiment and try new things, they just didn't see it. And it never really took off. So needless to say, a major update to all my science center topics were done, and then I even added some new ones. It was a pretty big job, but in the end, it was all for the better. The biggest difference from my old science centers and the new ones was the structure. Instead of having materials on a shelf, we now have tray activities or tasks. And each tray has a specific task with a picture instruction card because you know our kiddos can't read, it's got to have those pictures. This helps children keep all the pieces to that activity on the tray much better and the picture card helps them understand what to do. Okay, quick side note here. When I put new trays in my science center, I first use the trays as a morning table activity. So I'll put these trays out on our main table and when children come in they can explore these trays and this helps because I am right there I have this dedicated time to them where I am teaching them how to use the tray or helping them explore it and then once they kind of understand that I can later put them in the science center and they are able to use those materials way more independently and be way more interested in them as opposed to if I have just put the tray on the shelf and hope they discovered them. Alongside the tray activities, my teacher friend also came up with the idea of incorporating sensory into our science center. Since science lends itself so well to sensory, so pretty smart, right? So there is a sensory tub activity too. We don't always choose to do them. Sometimes, you know, different themes and holidays come into play, but we have that option of adding that sensory element Into our Science Center. So to help give you a better picture of what might be going on these trays and in this sensory tub, I'm going to walk you through two of my Science Center sets. We're going to look at colors and we're going to look at sounds. So I'm going to walk you through what is included in each center and um, hopefully give you some better idea of what exactly does she put in there to make this more engaging than what it was before. Okay, let's start with the Color Science Center. So in the Color Science Center, I have four trays. I have posters with real photographs to support that topic. So I have pictures of rainbows, pictures of lots of different things that are different colors. And I like to use those real photographs because it really drives home that idea of, you know, science is in the real world. It is all around us. It is in things that we see. So I try to choose photographs that are relatable to our children. And then on top of the tray activities and the posters, we also have an idea for a sensory tub that relates to the science topic at hand. Okay, so let's go through the tray activities. Tray number one has color mixing bottles. So these bottles have A substance in them that doesn't mix. So, mineral oil, water doesn't mix. And so, I was able to color the water and color the mineral oil using a special food coloring. And so, in these bottles, they can try to mix the colors and they can see them mix, but then when they put the bottle back down, they separate again. So, it is great for color mixing. And then there's also a color mixing graphic for reference. The second tray is paint swatch matching. And so the goal here is being able to see color in different shades, lighter, darker versions of the color. And so if you use paint swatches many times on the card, there are multiple colors in that same color range. There's multiple shades. And so I have a matching place with, um, you know, red, and then I have swatches that have this variety of shades of red and so they can look at the different shades that can be made up of colors and match them. Our third tray is a kaleidoscope. Uh, I actually put a real life kaleidoscope on the tray and when I introduce them I teach them how to hold it up to the light and how to turn it and watch what the colors do together. And then as an added activity onto looking through the kaleidoscope I give them a recording sheet and all the colors of the rainbow in crayons for them to draw their favorite kaleidoscope shape. And the last color tray is coffee filter colors. So this tray actually goes along with the sensory tub. And after children experiment with color mixing in the sensory tub, they can take a piece of that experiment home by dropping the colors onto the coffee filter. So let's talk about the sensory tub as well. In the sensory tub, there are pipettes and cups, little cups of primary colored water. So red, yellow, blue. And the children can explore what happens when the colors are mixed. So I have lots of empty cups there as well. And I was able to find some clear little cups that work wonderful for this. They're pretty sturdy. So, they can use the pipettes to transfer the primary colored water into the empty cups to see what will happen when they mix that. Now, if they found a color that they absolutely love and they want to, you know, kind of keep that color, they can go to the coffee filter tray and drip drop it on their coffee filter, let that dry, and then they're able to take it home. So, those are the color science centers. Now, I want to give you an example using the Sound Science Centers. So just like the Color Science Center, in the Sound Science Center, I have four trays, I have a sensory tub, and I have the posters with real photographs of things that make sound. And then any books that we can put in there that support the topic. On the first Science Center tray for sound, we have instruments. Children can explore different types of instruments on the tray And then I also have a recording sheet for them to draw their favorite instrument, kind of bringing that writing element in there as well. Tray number two is a loud versus soft sort. And so I pre-made sound containers, three with loud sounds and three with soft sounds. So I filled my loud containers with things like corn kernels, Uh, nuts and bolts, and dry pasta. And I filled the soft sound containers with uh, pom-pom balls, glitter, and I also did feathers. So I made sure to tape these containers up really good so that they couldn't be opened and dumped out. And then I have a quiet and loud sorting sheet for them to sort the containers onto. And tray number three is sound match. So I use some Easter eggs, put items inside, and children shake those eggs and listen to the sound, and then they try to match that egg to a photograph of an item that they think is inside. And then I make the card self-checking by being able to flip over the card and match the color circle on the back of the card to the Easter egg. So some of the items that I put inside the Easter eggs include uh, cotton balls, jingle bells, buttons. I use paper clips, coins, just things with some distinct sounds. And then they match those eggs to the card they think shows what's inside. The last sound tray is telephone. So with two paper cups and some string in the middle, children can talk to each other. And so I Remake these string telephones. So I use two Dixie cups, poke a little hole in the bottom of the Dixie cup, cut a piece of string, place the string through the holes, and tie them so that the knot is inside the cup. And to use them, children stand with the string taunt. Now, that is the key. If the string is at all loose or, you know, drooping down, this will not work. So it's a great way for them to experiment what works and what doesn't. And one child will put their mouth up to the cup while the other will put their ear up to the cup and they can learn how sound travels along that string to get to them. It's pretty cool and they absolutely love it. I suggest making several telephone strings because sometimes they pull too hard and the string comes out of the bottom of the Dixie cup and you find yourself repairing it. So if you just make several at a time, that way you can replace them as needed. The sensory tub that goes along with this sound science unit is open rain sticks. So I DIYed of some open rain sticks by using a cardboard roll, just like from a empty paper towel roll. And then I used brads, and I stuck the brads through the cardboard. I had to make like a little hole with my scissors first, but don't open those brads. Keep them straight in there and then use duct tape around that roll to keep all those brads in place. And so then I put rice into the tub and they scoop up the rice and pour it into the tube. And they listen to the sound that is created by the rice hitting all those brads on the way down in the tube. So I'm hoping that gave you a better idea of what is inside these new science centers. And as you can see, using them before as a table activity is great because there are some things that children may not understand initially, but once you know you walk them through it or you explain it, it makes more sense, and then they're able to use it independently. So we've been using these science centers for well over a year, um, if not multiple years. I have a hard time remembering But they have been working so incredibly well. I'm very happy with the results because not only are there more activities related to the science topic, the materials are staying organized thanks to the tray. Student engagement is up because there is more of an idea of what to do with the items on the tray. And so if engagement's up, therefore learning is up. And I have just loved watching children interact with these science trays because you can see all that learning going on right before your eyes. So I know sometimes seeing things visually is so much easier for some of us. So at the show notes, I have a link to a blog post that has pictures inside of these color center and sound centers. So if you're kind of going, I can't picture that, head on over to that link in the show notes. Also, I have a link in the show notes to the science centers I created. So all the visuals that go with them, the instructions in picture format, the photographs, and all of the material lists there. I like to try to keep my materials as limited as possible because I know that so many of us are on a budget, and I always love the challenge of seeing what we can do with the items around us without having to buy elaborate things. So head on over to the show notes at www.lovelycommotion.com slash episode 23 to get these links and be able to see these science centers close up through photographs and then also see how many science centers there are for you to choose from if you want to implement any in your classroom. I'm wishing you a lovely day and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.